0: taken in the Bottle Rockets catalog. I fully encourage you to do so. Baker team hotlines open, 639-4900. You can call us up uh, there or shoot me a text on the text line, 744-2990. Bill Roth and the Roth Report will be in studio. That'll be awesome. David Teal. After Bill, so it's a Hall of Fame hour number three. Thanks to Keon Brown. Getting us all ready for uh, what might happen coming up in the college basketball tournament. Tournaments before we get to the NCAA. Tech loses last night on the hardwood, 76-70. Again... It's no longer a question for me. Miami's the best team in this league. 23 wins, 14-4 and four in the conference. No disrespect to Virginia at all, but I think this is the team right here. Pack goes for 16, Juan for 13, and neither one of them. Well, at least Pack didn't shoot the three well. Amir down low had 17 points and 14 rebounds. Whew. Grant Basile, 13 points. Sean Padula had 17 points. Three turnovers, however. Didn't shoot well. Six of 15. From the floor, just two of nine from three. Hunter Couture reached the 1,000-point uh, point plateau in the game. Finished with 15. Not much from the uh, bench, but a little bit of a surprise because out of the blue, Rodney Rice appeared. <laughs> Not only in warm-ups, but he played 11 minutes. He didn't score. But... That maybe was expedited a little bit because, you know, obviously with Maddox no longer with the team, they have to figure out some depth. They don't have enough of it. Again, Contour 40 minutes, Padula 36. It's a major problem for this team as they finish up the regular season and head into the ACC this year. Those minutes that the backcourt's having to absorb is going to flat out affect everything else you do, and I think it's a major factor in the way Padula is struggling shooting right now, turning the ball over. All those things come into play. I haven't listened to it. Uh, Here's some of the press conference sound. Mike Young usually does a really good job of getting you reset, especially after a loss. Here is Coach Young again. Haven't heard this yet, so we're going to let this roll. You'll hear the questions from the pool reporters as well, at least for a little while. We're not going to play the whole thing, but here's Coach Young from the uh, game aftermath last night.
1: Uh, We missed some shots that we have been – Making with regularity. Um, it's all gone. Uh, not uh, not quite good enough. And they are playing great great uh, basketball. Um, we did some really really good things, uh, but uh, needless to say, not enough uh, versus the Hurricanes uh, here here tonight. Go ahead, Paul.
2: Like uh, 14 offensive rebounds for them, was that just – were they getting position? What, what was going on there? That-
1: well, uh, Norchad, Norchad is a load. Um, you know, he's averaging four offensive rebounds a game. That's – I mean, that's that's an unbelievable statistic. Um, we didn't get the rebounding from our guards that uh, that we typically get and, and need. We need it. Um I know what I'm going to get from uh, from Mutz, Um but um, you know, Wuga Poplar's uh, playing uh, well for them. He had uh, he had one, um, and uh, our quickness to the ball in that part of it. Uh, I had a lot on their plate. I mean, getting to uh, Wong, getting to uh, Pack, uh, Jordan Miller, um, you know, was such a big deal, and uh, they flat beat us to the ball a couple of times, and you know. Um. That uh, that was that hurt.
3: Coach Rodney Rice made his return tonight. Yeah, he, uh, played about 11 minutes or so. What was the process in deciding that he was ready to play for them? How, <laughs> how much
1: you... time you got?
3: <laughs> and how much? How would you evaluate?
1: his Good, plan? good. He, um, you know, I, I thought he was you know, farther along defensively. He's a really, really talented offensive player, and that, that will come together rather quickly. Uh, he mishandled an action we had on, I think the ball came out of his hands a little bit. He was trying to get all the way to the rim and, um, you know, fumbled it uh, Fumbled it away. But um, it's good to have him. Uh, he is very talented. Um, you know, what has transpired, you know, in his first year, his first game he's played in Castle Coliseum, first time he's worn a white uniform, um, and to see him healthy, Finally, and uh, participating was uh, was good. And will be uh, will be very good for our team as we move along. Well, you know what, Mark? The, uh, it, 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 they're so aggressive and chaotic. Um, and I don't say that in a derogatory sense at all. I say it with great admiration and respect. Um, and. Uh, uh, they just come at you in waves and, you know, you knock something down, a long rebound, and here you come. I thought the pace of the game was good. Uh, I'm disappointed that they scored 40 points in the second half. I thought um, for much of the first half, the pace and the score was exactly where we wanted it. We had it in the 20s, and they took off a little bit there to, uh, to end the half. Um, but their aggressiveness and I mean, they really go after balls. Um, you know, as you're initiating offense, I mean, they're they're sniping at stuff. And um, you know, we did it. We we did fine. I, uh, but um, that's that's who they are. That's who they always are.
2: Did they do a better job against Greathead Justin? Do you find than other? People? You know what? I,
1: I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I, I'm I'm curious to go back and look at it. Somebody asked just. Uh, somebody else just asked me that. Um, I thought Basili had some shots that that he's made with regularity here over the last two months, um, and uh, I I don't uh, think so, but I certainly don't want to take any away from uh, from Miami either.
0: So there you go. That's Coach Young, and um, again, good perspective, good question there from the reporter about Rodney Rice. Again, this was a necessity type of deal. Uh, he just said hey do you have how much time do you have to understand this process i mean you're looking at tech being seven deep without him now they can go three on the bench they need that he's a guard that they have to have come in and play some minutes if nothing else um you know he can grab some rebounds defensively whatever it may be but this team and it's not addressed and, you know we 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 it hasn't been addressed formally about what's going on with maddox all right clearly at this point Personal matter. You can read between the lines. Um, he's not coming back to this basketball team. So where they are right now, um, again, very capable of winning the games that it needs to in the N.C. I mean in the A.C.C. tournament. But that's where it is now. Regardless what happens this weekend at Duke, um, it, it doesn't matter. It has to be done in the A.C.C. tournament and. This Miami team is is really, really good. That impressed me a lot last night because Tech was favored again. Vegas had the same kind of instinct that I had and many of you probably had, right? Tech at home now, watch out. Look who Tech's beaten at home in this conference. The big two on Tobacco Road just beat Pitt. Handled Pitt. Beat Virginia. And you're thinking, okay, well, they're going to hold serve, right? Miami on the road? Miami doesn't travel well. Well, this version does, don't they? (laughs) This version's a little different. Um, They're on an absolute roll. They've won seven in a row. Three of those on the road. They finished with Florida State and Pitt. They could go in the ACC tournament with a nine-game win streak. A nine-game win streak could be had by them, and they could end up being a game behind Virginia. But I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot. And again, I don't want any Cavalier fans to think I'm taking anything away from Virginia. I like them a lot, have a lot of respect for Coach Bennett's program. But Miami beat Virginia. It was only by two, but they beat them as well. They've swept Virginia Tech this year. They did lose at Duke by two. That is true. They won at Carolina by eight. I don't think Carolina is necessarily a benchmark any longer. Just knocked them right off there. They destroyed Duke, and I mean destroyed Duke, by 22 down in Coral Gables. But Jordan Miller, Keon referred to him, um, He is an X-factor on that team. Wuga Poplar is, you just heard Coach Young talk about him. I mean, this team is deep, and they've got the look. And you've got Jim Laranega, who is a tournament-tested coach leading this group. And to take it in this direction, because I'm thinking about this a lot, there was a lot made about Wong and Pat getting paid. Remember, Wong was supposedly getting He put it out there pretty quickly that he came back to Miami because he got a pretty good NIL package. Remember all that? And there were people who scoffed and made fun of, oh, look at that, typical Miami. Okay, well, Carolina players got paid too. And why is Miami succeeding when Carolina is not? Is it because you have a more experienced coach in Jim Larinaga than Hubert Davis as a head coach? Absolutely, that's part of it. But these players, at least when I watch Miami play, I mean, they are dogs. And that is the biggest compliment you'll hear players give another player. I'm on the bus with our basketball team at Radford, and, and you just hear them say, man, he's a dog. That's the biggest compliment. Keon has said it I don't know how many times. They get after it. I mean, those guys play physically, and winning to them is very important. That is not the atmosphere surrounding Chapel Hill right now. And it goes back to my whole culture versus winning, which has to be in place argument. Culture every time. And Jim Larinaga knows how to cultivate the egos, whatever these guys are making, into a team culture. He's done a magnificent job. He should be ACC Coach of the Year, in my opinion. They are the real deal. And winning last night at Tech ended any more questions in my mind. They are the best team in the ACC. And I think the way they're structured, if they show up and play like they did in places like Tech last night, how they did when Duke came to town, then – This is a team that I think has a shot to go to the Final Four. I really do. With the way they score the basketball, guard play like they have, the experience, the coach. I mean, they're not the greatest defensive team in the world. You know, first time around, 92-83 against Tech. Last night, 76-70. Not low scoring, but not nearly as many points. And from a Tech perspective now, you know where you're sitting. You know you knew going in, but there were still people. I had some text messages, ah, oh, the game, the tournament on the line. Tournament wasn't on the line last night. Tech was already out of the big, tent, uh, the big dance. They were not ready. But now they know exactly what they have to do, and that is go out and uh, win the ACC tournament again, something they did last year, something they know they're capable of doing. Let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this?
4: Big Dog, this is Big Al and Galax. Hey Al, how are you? Great. Had an opportunity to go to the game last night. Yeah, what'd you think? Things, things that jumped out at me, the two guards for Miami that everybody complains about because they, they have an NIL deal, mm-hmm. they're extremely aggressive. The Miami team as a whole is incredibly fast and quick. Um. The big man down inside, number 15, he's 6'7", 248. He <laughs> looks more like a tight end than a forward. He does. He does. And he's, he's incredibly quick off his feet and can reset and jump again incredibly quick. We There were times that we had him outnumbered under the board, and I don't know if we weren't paying attention to put a body on him, but it's like he just stepped around us and jumped over us. And toward the end of the game... Particularly our guards, um, I thought they were just gassed. E- even with uh, uh, even with Rodney Rice coming off the bench, the speed that Miami runs up and down the floor looked to me at times like we were out of control, and at the end we were just we were just out of gas. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, they can play. they're they're quick, they're aggressive, and they can shoot, and they can rebound. Agreed, and I think they get
0: Larenaga's uh, mentality toughness that he brings too, right, that guy. I, I think that helps a lot having a coach with that much experience leading a group like that.
4: Well, there's no doubt, and what a uh, what a tremendous example. I, I I don't know that that's the right word, but to have, I think, is 73 years old. Yeah. And, and in this uh, ever-changing environment with NILs and transfers, for him to be able to relate to those kids like that, I think is amazing.
0: It really is. And, you know, he jokes. He's got a great sense of humor, too. I've spoken to him a lot. And he, he jokes about being down in Miami. He says he's 73, but, hey, I feel like I'm 63, you know, because of the weather and everything else. So he's in the place that he wants to be, and he understands how Miami's going to operate, and he's adapted it. You're exactly right. I think that's a great point because an older coach – how many older coaches have we seen walk away, and they've cited the whole – NIL and where we're going with the portal. And he seems to get it 100%. So I think that's a great point. He's adjusted.
4: The friend that I was with at the game, he has season tickets that are about eight rows behind the visitor's bench. So we get to watch the opposing coaches. And he may raise his voice. It's hard to tell in the noise there. But to watch Larry Naga analyze the game, watch him sit down with the team, and watch him go up and down the bench and talk to his players. It's obvious to me they respect him, but you don't see him screaming and yelling. It's like he's a, I don't know, how to like a tactician trying to make a point. Mm-hmm. And the kids really seem to relate to him and respect him.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Every time I've watched them play, I've never seen a lack of effort. Even though they're not great defensively, it's not for a lack of trying. I agree 100%. All right, you have a good day. Big Thanks, so. Good call, man. Appreciate it. So I think that's a great point that uh, Big Al and made just now. I think Larry Nega is not resting on his old-time laurels. He's saying, all right, I'm at a place. This is what we do. This is what we're going to do. I know Nigel got paid. I know Isaiah got paid. All right, well, that's fine. We're going to go out and still be the team we need to be or you're not going to play. And I think that's something that has carried through. And I thought that was impressive last night. Sold-out crowd. The crowd was great. Tech was not horrible. Miami was just better. Sometimes we don't like to give credit, but sometimes the other team's better. Kind of like Radford on Saturday at Longwood. They were just better. We'll be back. Stay with us. More coming up. We've
2: heard the other guys, and frankly, we've heard enough.
1: Now shut that door and get the hell out of here.
2: The grown-ups are talking, so sit down and listen. Yeah, that's right. Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson returns next on the WRAD Talk Network.
0: Nine minutes past the hour. Bill Roth will be in studio for the Roth Report coming up at 8 05. Then uh, David Teal in our Hall of Fame hour. Text lines open 744 29 We're about to break away here in just a second for the uh, news and then we'll come back with more. Get back into some college hoops discussion, whatever else might be on your mind. Here on this Wednesday. I'll be headed down to High Point later. Radford takes on the Panthers tonight, final regular season road game. For Radford, 6.30 will be the airtime, 7 o'clock the tip, as the Highlanders look to get back on the winning track tonight against the guys in purple from High Point. Halfway home here on the Wednesday edition. More coming up. Hope your day is great. I think the weather's going to be okay, right? Might be a little overcast, but... uh, Warm temperatures, it's always a good thing, despite what Keon Brown says. <laughs> Stay with us, more coming up. <laughs> This is Dave Hunziker, voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys and former voice of the Radford Highlanders. And you're listening to my good friend Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk. So if you're a fan of the television show MASH, and if you're not, then I really don't know how you continue with your life. They had an episode where Radar, they get a bunch of records and Radar kind of turns into DJ and he's playing. They have a big, uh, long hours, like 72 hours of straight casualties coming into the 4077. And Radar's playing all these great records. This was one of them, In the Mood by Glenn Miller. And I believe Colonel Potter's favorite song was Sentimental Journey, and then finally he kind of got sick of hearing it as well. 639-4900, <laughs> 744-2990. That's the uh, text line, whatever might be on your mind. Bill Roth will be in studio for the Roth Report leading off the Power Hour and then David Teal. So Hall of Famers galore in uh, our number three. We've been talking about the uh, aftermath. Virginia Tech losing last night, 76-70. to Talked about Coach Glenn moving on to Cincy. Bill's going to talk about both of those things as well. Let's go to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this?
3: Chris from Ryan and Rick.
0: Hey, what's going on, man?
3: Nothing much. Hey, Rick, I got something to – I'm a little talking about college baseball right here. Mm-hmm. Um, why is the NCAA very strict with the celebrations now? Because I notice a lot of kids uh, – I saw some stuff on Twitter – that last night or the past, this over the weekend that some kids are getting ejected for celebrations. Um, and, you know, they warned Tech with the hammer one time and then Tech puts away the hammer. Do you know what's going on there?
0: It's back now, right? It's back now. The hammer's back now. They found a loophole somehow. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it's about sportsmanship, and I think a lot of it's directed from what I have heard in private circles at um, University of Tennessee. Um, The things those players were doing last year was an absolute embarrassment, not only to the school, they just don't realize it yet, and to the sport with the way they would try to show up their opponents basically on a nightly basis. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of it was directed at that and, and things like that. There's a lot of things that are going on. NCAA doesn't have a whole lot of power left, and so one of the sports they can still try to you know, throw out some muscle is at uh, baseball since they've lost basically college football and college basketball. So I, I think that uh, that has to do with it as well. But they're just trying to do it from a sportsmanship standpoint. But you know what? The thing about Tex Hammer, and you know this, they never directed it at the other team. That was something they did in their own huddle after a home run, just for fun, it gets the fans fired up. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then you see uh, what Tennessee was doing, which was trying to almost draw their opponent into a physical confrontation. And I think those are the ones that you need to be able to separate it. But instead of being able to do that, Chris, they had to put it all under one, you know, one kind of umbrella of what's right and what's wrong.
3: Yeah, because I know, like I said, the tech. Next weekend series, I was listening to it on the radio, and uh, actually they uh, they brought the hammer out for the first home run, and then they got like it was kind of like a warning, and then they been using air hammers and stuff like that, kind of just uh, I guess they don't want to. I guess I saw where kids the kids are getting ejected, so I guess that was just the main concern. Yeah, I was just yeah. wondering if there's something there is. Is this the actually umpire, real umpires that usually umpire a college baseball game? Or I didn't know why I was getting really strict.
0: Well, just like other, you know, officiating groups, whether it be basketball, football, whatever that they are kind of told to keep an eye on and enforce, they have to do that as a, uh, an umpiring organization, right? They have to be able to go out and utilize the rules that are in place. So that's what they're doing. Crews not doing this on their own. I mean, this is coming from uh, the NCAA. That's correct.
3: Well, good thing we can free the hammer for at least one home run. That's right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: At, at least. <laughs> but uh,
0: hope you're doing well, Rick. Thanks, man. You too. Good to hear from. Haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, man. Busy. Yeah. Amen, brother.
3: Baseball Amen. season is upon us. We're starting travel ball, and I'm finishing coaching basketball. So. I'm Staying pretty busy. Spring training
0: games and major leagues get underway on Friday. So, yeah, it's here.
3: It's here. How's the Padres looking?
0: Uh, on paper, pretty good. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if they have enough pitching. They're um, they're one of the ones, I think, to watch. Um, with Bogarts being added, they've got a pretty good top of the lineup. Can the bottom of the lineup keep up? We'll see. I mean, they've got a pretty good team. They got to the NLCS last year. We'll see if they've done enough to move beyond that this year.
3: It's just, East coming back or whatever? Huh?
0: Is Tatiste or yeah. Fernando or yeah Fernando will be back in the outfield this year. He's moving positions since Bogarts came in. Yep, he'll be, he'll go to the okay. outfield.
2: Yep,
3: yep. Well, chop on. I'm still a Braves fan. I know you
0: are. I know you are. I think the Braves and Padres have the best two odds in the National League right now, even over the Dodgers. That's what I saw the other day. Braves are first. Padres were second, but we'll see. We'll see.
3: I don't know. I'm still I'm still shocked about the Swanson trade, not released or whatever. Yeah. He didn't sign with Atlanta. I don't understand that. Yeah,
0: he wasn't. Uh, they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him for the output. And somebody was going to. All those shortstops found a new home. So um, I think Atlanta's just fine. They have a great farm system, a great front office, and they seem to always be able to replace their parts pretty easily that they lose in free agency.
3: Well, mark my words, right now, you know I'm an Atlanta fan for life. I love Atlanta, but I feel like Philadelphia is going to make a run this year. Well, they did last year. You know, they go all the way to the World Series. So,
0: um, the only yeah. way you, the only way you can improve on that's winning the World Series. We'll see if they have enough this
3: year to get back there. They got that new shortstop trade Turner from the Dodgers too. Yep,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
3: So. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day and. uh We'll talk more when baseball is official here and see where we're at.
0: All right, man. Sounds good, Chris. Stay safe. I'll call you soon, man. Have a great day. All right, you too. 639-4900. That's the Baker Team hotline. Text line's open as well, 744-2990. Let's go back to the uh, Baker Team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Rocky. How you doing? Hey, Rock. How are you?
3: Uh, pretty concerned about Radford basketball. I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
0: I've already given my thoughts in the first hour and I'm not making any more comments about it.
3: Okay. I missed those comments and I don't want to get into it because, you know, this is this very, very, very serious. So I'm very concerned and um, yeah, that's all. All right. Thanks big dog. Thanks man.
0: 639-4900. Yeah. I read the statement uh, earlier and uh, I'm not going back and, and revisiting that. I'm not, First of all, interested in doing that at this point. I can't really do that at this point, and I hope people understand. Give me some latitude regarding this situation uh, with uh, Coach Nichols. Uh, one thing I can say is I have spoken with uh, Darris, um, so um, he and I are in communication with one another. But as uh, elaborating on it and talking about it um, at this point, that cannot happen. So at some point those conversations can be had, And if you have an opinion, I'm certainly not going to silence you for expressing an opinion, but um, I will not get into a conversation about the situation currently going on. Other to say that tonight, uh, in tonight's game, Shane Nichols will be the uh, acting head coach for Radford as uh, we head down to High Point to take on the Panthers. But, yeah, I saw that uh, going back to Chris's call – about the hammer. Tech has found some kind of loophole, right? They brought the hammer back. They weren't able to keep it or something. And here's the thing. And I know people are going to say, well, there's a double standard. And I guess you can say the hammer is kind of rubbing it in a little bit. But the thing about this is whenever I've seen Tech do it, they're celebrating one another. They never have it pointed toward the other dugout. They never... You know, they don't do it directed at the other team. I never saw it one time where it looked like to me it was something they were doing to rub, and they were just having some fun with what they were able to do. Now, I know it might be hard to separate, but if you want to see the worst example of sportsmanship, just watch a Tennessee baseball game. I don't know why that attitude seems to permeate around that program, They'll hit a home run. They'll look over at the pitcher, the other dugout. He'll turn at the catcher and pound his chest and flex his arms. And the whole time when they run out toward the dugout around third, they're looking in, they're pointing, they're flipping their back. I mean, all this stuff that's just idiotic for a program that's not won anything. And I think that's what the NCAA is trying to protect itself against. And so Tech obviously gets caught up in it because it's their own celebration. You and I don't have a problem with it. Coach Chef would never, I don't think, ever want it to be directed at the other team. He doesn't have any. But at the same time, you want, you want your kids to have fun and enjoy the college experience. There seems to be able – there needs to be a fine line there. And I don't know what it might be. You know? But all you have to do is watch a Tennessee baseball game, and if you're not a Tennessee fan making all these excuses, oh, they're great people. You're going to come away, and you're going to want them to lose every game <laughs> because of the way they carry themselves. And that comes straight from the top. That's an athletic director that doesn't have any control over his teams. That's a coach who just is trying to get out there to do some things that, um, you know, I guess it suits his own ego. I don't know. But the last thing that it is is the way it should be done. And just watch him play. Just watch them play. It's carried over from last year. But, boy, if you talk to a Tennessee fan, oh, my goodness, they think it's the greatest thing. Isn't it amazing how certain fan bases, as long as – if their team does it, it's fine. If somebody else does it, then it's not. You know what? I'll say this, too, about Tech fan. I haven't met too many Tech fans that are double standard fans. They look at things straight and narrow. Not only are they great fans, like last night, the castle was sold out. How loud was that place? I mean, that's, that was an awesome environment. I mean, not only do they show up, not only do you go out and almost fill up Lane Stadium when Wofford at 11 o'clock is coming to town, but we hear from so many tech fans, I don't hear a lot of double standards. If they don't like something within the program, they're going to talk about it. <laughs> and you have every right to. As a matter of fact, that makes you a more well-rounded fan. I get in discussions all the time. Some people online, oh, Fairweather fan criticizing your team. No, no, I think you're a fairweather fan if all you're doing is just blindly following your team, even when they make stupid moves, right? Or blindly accepting losing or, or something they're doing if it's not right, whatever it might be. It's why we're in such a split country right now. People are blindly following their politics. Their political allegiances are more important than anything else in their lives. So therefore, we're going to be 50-50 probably for the duration of my lifetime. All right? We're not going to change. It's not going to change. Because people's priorities are about, if you disagree with me, well, guess what? If you disagree with me, you're a bad person. Instead of, all right, well, I'm not going to agree with you on that, but let's go out and have a beer. Let's go out and have dinner. Let's go out and go to a game together. You have your point of view, I have mine. Why can't we be like that? But in any event, I digress. But people get so – you can be – I think. matter of fact, I think fans that look at their programs, whether you're a Tech football fan, whether you're a Denver Broncos fan like me, whatever it might be, San Diego Padres fan, I think – if you just look at your organizations or your, you know, college team coaches, players, what, and you're able to say, well, I don't like that. I don't. That's not a good trend. It doesn't mean that you're not going to um, support your team. It doesn't make you less of a fan, right? It just means that you're looking at it and you're not just having rose-colored glasses on. Fill in team colors. And there's so many people that just say, Oh, well listen to you, you're criticizing you're not a fan. Yeah, I am. I'm more of a fan than you because I am criticizing because it bothers me when they don't do things the right way. It doesn't bother you. You just a rah rah. I can't stand the blind the just the blind rah rahs. Everything's golden. Wait a minute. What do you mean you're two and nine? Hey, you don't like being two and nine? You're not a good fan. No, I'm. I don't want to be two and nine because I am a good fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wayne says Rick's right, except for Natalie and Brulia. No, Wayne. One day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna realize <laughs> that I'm right about Natalie and Brulia as well, <laughs> and the original Top Gun. <laughs> you know, I even went back. Wayne, you'd be proud of me. I think I I said this a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, I enjoyed Top Gun Maverick so much because it is a really good movie. A really good movie. So I didn't like the original Top Gun. So I went back and I watched it again just because maybe I missed something. And then I went back and watched it again and I still didn't like it, Wayne. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. So there you go. That's my thing.
2: Bill Roth has arrived early. I'm early today. Good morning to you. What am <laughs> I missing? Awesome. It's movie reviews. I was listening well, to the show on the way over, but
0: Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, I get I get criticized because I didn't like the original Top Gun, right? I thought it was kind of 80s cheese. I went back and I watched it again and but the, I love Top Gun Maverick. So I can, you can two things can be true, right? One movie you can like and the other one you don't have to like.
2: What about the you've lost that love and feeling pickup line? Oh. You don't like that?
0: No, let's see. That's just part of it to me. I, yeah, I just didn't, yeah.
2: Anyway, good morning, and Good to morning, you. man.
0: Good to see you. A little early for the 3 Report. How are you? Good. To, uh, no, Baxter? Oh, no. Uh, he's
2: sound asleep.
0: <laughs> are you kidding? He doesn't get up this early. Well, we got a lot to go over last night. What we were just talking about, tech fan, and I know you've talked about how great they are. And as last night, I mean, it was I awesome was, over there. Yeah, how Castle. loud was that place
2: last night? They're 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 they are passionate for a winner, and the women's team oh. had six thousand fans for its game on uh, Sunday. And yeah, the the passion is there, and uh, we're we are very blessed. Those of us that work in athletics at Tech or Cover this team that there's so much passion. And anyway, I was listening to you talk about the NCAA baseball. Yes. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Where are we on?
1: With the, so here's, here's
2: who's on the rules committee: the right, head baseball coach at Bradley, the head baseball coach at Texas A&M, the head baseball coach at Houston, the head baseball coach at Belmont. Those are the people. Four. Yes. those Four people. Okay. No, 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 no. The, the, I'm just saying those oh, are the, okay. in the NCAA on, on Division One. Gotcha. Okay. So if if you don't like what the NCAA is talking about with the hammer. Call the co- baseball coaches at those schools. It's coaches that are making the rules because right, they think it's all yeah
0: yeah. But
2: but then there are different Maybe I'm just looking at it. And there's administrators on it. If you go down, sure, I looked at the, like, sure. at One of the administrators from North Carolina is there. But you know I, the the NCAA baseball rules committee. I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at the NCAA uh, website right now. It's made up. Of it's, coaches. It's coaches, of coaches making the rules. It's not like basketball where you where have the coaches feel like it. they're not involved. Okay. So, you know, I, I know I know the A and M coach got upset. A, k- a kid tried to call timeout the other night. Oh yeah. Okay. Well you're you're on the rules committee. You to, you have told the umpires, no timeouts. A kid can't Speed step out, yeah. right? Right. And then when a kid asks for timeout. He didn't get it. Okay. Well that's what you've instructed right. the umpire right. to do, right? Yeah. So Well At least baseball has coaches <laughs> making the rules. Yeah, that can be good and bad. That can be good and bad. Yeah, so yeah. I'm with you. So I can understand. I can understand why some coaches think a prop is showboating. Right. Depending upon the prop. Depending on the prop. And now you have put the discretion into the hands of the umpire. That's
0: exactly right.
2: So well, that umpire last week said we could do it, and now you say we we can't, can't do it now.
0: This series, right? <laughs>
2: So <laughs> so no props. So no props. no props. So the rule is the first offense, you get a warning. And then after that, so in its series this past weekend, first home run, the Hokies used the sledgehammer, right. got warned, they and got then after wore. that used a bat.
4: That's right.
0: <laughs> Found a way around it. But they're always doing it. With one another in the center of each other. They're not like looking at the other dugout and like, hey, look, we just did a home run and throwing it at you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking because I'm biased because I like Coach Chef so much. I don't know, but still.
2: <laughs> that should be the biggest problem we have.
0: <laughs> yeah, it should be. By the way, the Hokie baseball team is going to be really good again. Yeah, they really are. Because that's a good ETSU team they just throttled last night. That's a good Southern Conference team and they, coming they,
2: up. Uh, you know, they lost the opener, but they took the series at Charleston, which is likely an NCAA That's team. exactly right. And They're going to score a lot of runs. Oof. <laughs> They're going to score a lot a lot of runs. Yeah, it's going to be a good team.
0: All right, so the Roth Report's coming up. It's great to have Bill a little early. You should do this uh, whenever on a Wednesday. Just do the whole show. We're wrapping up Hour 2 when we come back. Stay with us. We'll get into our third hour. Don't go away.
2: day started correctly with the final sports talk known to all mankind.
0: Pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Big Dog Sports Talk
2: returns next
4: on WRAD.
0: All right. First two hours are in the books. It's our Hall of Fame Power Hour coming up. The voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Rolfe, in studio for the Roth Report. And then David Thiel, the Hall of Famer from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Mid-60s today, going to be gorgeous in the hood. More coming up, Hour 3 with Bill. Stay with us, don't go away.